Defending World Drivers' Champion Michael Schumacher was leading the Drivers' Championship heading into the 1995 Belgium Grand Prix, with 1994 runner-up Damon Hill yet again hot on his heels. After a dominant performance at the previous round in Hungary, Hill was again looking to trim his rival's lead in the Drivers' Championship. The first qualifying session was interrupted by rain, but as the session wore on, the track began to dry and lap times came down. It was Gerhard Berger who posted the quickest time with a 2 minute 14.7, narrowly pipping Michael Schumacher's 2 minute 14.9. Damon Hill ended the session in 4th. As the second qualifying session approached on the Saturday, during a free practice session, Michael Schumacher had a big off which would put him in doubt for the second session. And considering the dry track at the start of the session, this would be a big issue as he was unable to get out early enough to take advantage of the dry conditions. Be aware of what you've got to do to move up. No, you're not looking for a tenth round. When I go out, I will take it very easy, and then I could decide whether I I stay out for that, and then then go very easy through the first corner and through Rouge, and then the rest I could push because it's it's completely dry. A gearbox issue when he was finally able to get out on the track meant he would end up way down on the grid in sixteenth. Damon Hill also had issues and couldn't take advantage of the dry track, being held up on many of his laps, and would end up qualifying in 8th position. Gerhard Berger, after a top finish in Q1, followed it up with another great qualifying session in Q2, and took advantage of the dry conditions at the start of the session to take a pole with a time of 1 minute 54.3, which was 2.5 tenths quicker than his Ferrari teammate, John Alessi. Other notable drivers in this race were Mika Hakkinen, who qualified in 3rd, Schumacher's teammate Johnny Herbert, who qualified in 4th, Rubens Barrichello, who qualified 12th, and Martin Brundle, who qualified 13th. As Sunday rolled around, the clouds covered the sky, the threat of rain was in the air, but to start the race, the track was dry, and the fans in the stand were set for an amazing driver and an amazing battle between two of the best drivers in the field that year. And if you no longer go for a gap that exists, you're no longer a racing driver. That's right, boys. We're back with the interview. Oh, yeah. V-tans. V-tans. Oh, bring them back. Oh. All right. We, we it's, it's the kind of engine that it, it, it shakes so much that puts you to sleep on a good way, right? Not <laughs> out of boredom, but out of, you know, like... Like watching Formula E. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Being comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, so we so we watched uh, the 1995 uh, Belgium GP is just yes. so great. I mean, oh, the the sound is is amazing uh, to to watch this. This happened uh, in August 1995. I mean, just amazing to hear those cars uh, rip by in Spa. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe just to, to set the table of what was going on around this time. So it's August of 95, and uh, the previous race was at the Hungara Ring, and only two cars finished on the lead lap. Right? Yeah. yeah. Who That's wouldn't right. want to watch that, right? Damon Hill and, and uh, David Couthard, are, are the, they're both in the Williams, uh, running the uh, Renault V10. And, uh, the only and Schumacher was- uh, didn't finish that race, right, at all. Didn't he break or something? 
I yeah yeah he had a mechanical problem and yeah. only seven cars were th- within one lap. So uh, seven cars were thrilling of, uh, of the lead. Yeah. I mean, I guess we are, uh, we, we just like to complain, right? Because regardless of the era, there's always those boring races. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, around the same time. Uh, so this race was on August 27th, but just two days earlier was the launch of windows 95. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> really? A bit, late in the, a bit late in 95 Holy to release shit. it, right? <laughs> I remember, I remember actually watching on TV, the first people getting into line to, to buy when the stores open, it was like a big deal, right? I, I remember <laughs> Not, watching, you know, the, the cast of Friends. The cast of Friends recorded a infomercial for Microsoft on oh, how to use really? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh, it's it was really awful to watch, but uh, <laughs> so uh, and then also a couple of days beforehand, we have. Uh, of of Barstool fame, Dua Lipa. Uh, she was born on August 22nd. So, you know, David uh, Portnoy, shoot your shot, man. Shoot your shot. It's, uh, He's tried. it's his favorite singer, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's Celebrity Crush. Celebrity yeah. Crush, yeah. Nope. Uh, we, we saw that uh, South Africa celebrated the first National Women's <laughs> Day. The first. Oh, South Africa. First many. Yeah, progressive. And uh, Jamie's favorite song, uh, was uh, the, the hit single The Macarena was released by Los Del Rio. <laughs> what a year. Yeah. Great year. Banner year the, for music. Uh, for the, sure. yeah. the parties that song's been played at <laughs> must be in the millions. <laughs> and then Mike Tyson, he returned to the ring after serving three years in prison. Uh, wow. And uh, he DQ'd uh, uh, Peter McNeely in just 89 seconds. Shout out. What a that. year, huh? Yeah. What a year. That, and that Great was year. before he had all the pigeons, I think. Is that right? I don't know. <laughs> Definitely before the Tigers. Yeah. Well, <laughs> get something more interesting, uh, the, the race for sure. The, even from the outset of, uh, of qualifying, uh, this was really a good race. And it's always, uh, there was a lot of drama. It's, it's over two sessions. Um, but one of the radio communications is just extremely uh, interesting that we hear from, from Schumacher. So Schumacher, uh, he hasn't had a chance to lay down a fast lap time in the second session. And uh, his Benetton is having gearbox issues. And then so we hear him over the radio. He begs the team. He begs the team. Can I just can I get over into uh, his teammate Johnny Herbert's car? Can, can <laughs> just leave his seat in there? Just please let me go over there and put down a, a lap in his car. I mean, this is both. Uh, it, it's the most pathetic and selfish thing I've heard in a while, uh, but also I respect it so much that, mm. because Michael had no, absolutely no care for anybody else, no care for his teammate, <laughs> no care for for his team. I mean, how many other drivers just think the other car is their backup car with a warm piece of piece of flesh driving it around for them? I mean, it's like he he always had a, that strive for winning, right? That that was his goal. Yep, yep. and. You know, it's kudos to him because he, he definitely achieved that. It's the second greatest of all time. Well, and, and, and Damon Hill, on the other hand, right? He, he couldn't go, what, higher than eighth and was happy with that. You know, just plugging along there. Yeah, so he'll, he'll start eighth, Schumacher in 16th. And uh, so then we're in for just a wild, uh, wild race. Yep. Jamie, so, so go ahead. Go sorry, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. 
I was going to ask Jamie, you know, kind of give me the, your thoughts on, on just the opening there. Cause even from lap one, uh, this is a wild race. Like they built up the start and like how many cars were going to get through the first corner without having an incident. And it went off smooth without a hitch. The second lap was where issues started to happen, but it was a pretty good start. I mean, Schumacher started quick. Hill started quick. Coulthard had an amazing start. Berger, that start, you see Elise on pole absolutely spin the crap out of the wheels, couldn't get it going. So Berger went past him. I think it Awful was – Who was it? Was it Johnny Herbert who also got past him going around the first hairpin turn? And then yeah. – Yeah, Herbert and uh, and Berger passed Elise. Yeah. And then Herbert got Berger as you come into that first let, Les Com chicane. And it was a thrilling start. And then, I mean, after the second lap, it kind of dulled down a bit. Yeah, yeah. So, but before we we go on to the race, one thing that I thought was interesting was the fact that the the grid, uh, well, started kind of at the back of the straight. So yeah. the last like two or three rolls were was in the middle of the turn, yeah. right? And even the uh the the narrator said, hey, some of them have difficulty, uh, seeing the the lights because of the you know where the car were. Yeah. And another thing, I don't know if you guys picked up on that. The, the one minute uh, sign prior yes. to the warm up lap. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if, because we don't have access to that, right? I don't know if there were radios or if the communication wasn't that good or reliable. So they, 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 they kept relying on, on physical communication, right? So the, <laughs> yeah. the board and the pit boards and all that. So I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. But, like but as far, a boxing match. Yeah. As far, as far as the start goes, like you said, Alessi sucked. And then yep. you know, everything else happened. Another thing that always uh, intrigued me since I was a kid watching those races is the fact that Hill's helmet and Coulter's helmet were pretty similar uh, to the point where Williams had to paint uh, Hill's uh, front wing uh, in red so they could distinguish from a distance <laughs> which car was coming because... <laughs> So many sponsors, they couldn't read the the the, the car uh, number well, right? Hmm. Plus the the broadcast TVs, right? The, because of the the camera angles and all, sometimes the the broadcasters couldn't see or couldn't differentiate them. So the the front uh, red wing was the you know kind of the and, and you the differentiation. In, you hear it in the broadcast as well. Like sometimes they they call out the wrong driver because um, yep. it it is pretty hard to to tell them apart because a, a, you know, a lot of them are just so close uh, together. Um, and, but also, you know, right at the beginning, you also have uh, LK, your your boy uh, Hackenen, uh decides to uh, to spin, spin out at the end <laughs> of uh, of lap one. You yeah. know, so his he had a really short day. He did. And... I was. Did they say but, end up saying what the problem was? Because he just seemed like he spun out and that was it. Like he's just like he, oh, I'm he done. Ra- he ran out of talent. I think is what they said. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so not really the, mechanical. He's the best thing F1 driver that has ever no ever raced Formula One. So what Raikkonen? First or second? Yeah. Yeah, he's up there. Uh, top two, definitely top two. Well, he's a two-time world champion, right? Raikkonen's a one-time. So yeah, I guess yeah. So. Yeah, it, it was interesting because he, he spent on his own, right? There was no no nope. contact or anything, just a straight-up span. But, you know, I think in the first laps also what happens is Herbert and Coulter uh, battle for the lead, right? Yeah. Uh, your boy Her- Herbert uh, ends up spinning, 
I, I lose in position. Yeah. But from a strategy perspective, Coulter was actually the the perfect model second driver because he was just clearing the way to Hill. Yeah. Right? Because had, had them both stayed by, uh, behind Herbert, they would lose a lot of time. Yeah. And I think Herbert was second, wasn't first. So, like, uh, uh, Coulter was fighting second with Herbert. But had him stayed behind, he would lose a lot of time, which would be important towards then, right? So, oh, yeah. Coulter is your model second driver, right? He goes there, he does the dirty work, and then the, the first <laughs> driver just go on and, and, and wins. And that has happened many times, right? He was second fiddle to Hill. Then on the McLaren years, he was second fiddle to Hackman. And he actually had had some races that he had to play that, that second driver so Hackman could win the championship. So, you know. Yeah, when, when Coulthard, uh, he eventually assumes the lead and, and he is going full speed. Like he's he's yeah. not just cruising. I mean, he's he is going after it there. Uh, but yeah, he he certainly scared uh, Herbert. You know, that, to spin out two. He spun two times, right. two times in the wake of uh, of Coulthard there. Both of us should definitely take a, a note and watch some Coulthard uh, uh, yep. videos, right? So he can learn how to be a good second driver. <laughs> and, definitely. Uh, and then early early on, uh, uh, Lacy uh, he is uh, eliminated. Uh, firstly, they speculate that it was uh, there was a puncture. Yeah. Uh, but then when you see him leave uh, pit lane, you see that uh, one of the tires is is lifted off the. Yeah, it's sort of uh, crabbing down the the pit lane, and so <laughs> they, then you know finally they concede. Oh, it's a sp- suspension damage uh, that's going on there. Did Ferrari pull a Mercedes in the pits? And he screw up with a car. I think he's he's hit a curb or, or hit a car somewhere hard because yeah. it's hard to fuck up a suspension unless you like smash that tire into the back into the suspension. Like breaking it in the pits is going to be rough. But what a day for Ferrari! I know I lost two two drivers right in the race. Yeah, yeah, yeah early on too. I think eliminated. Yeah, at least I mean that like that was that was the phase where Ferrari sucked, right? Uh, their reliability was just not there. They had like a powerful engine, but the you know, the aerodynamics sucked. The, the reliability sucked, yeah. and the drivers sucked. <laughs> well, well, you know, Quite honestly, so f- friend yeah. friend of the show, uh, Steve Matchett, you know, he used he made fun of Ferrari during that era. You know that they were just a bunch of clowns uh, during that <laughs> era, and it was it wasn't until you know so you know almost a decade later that they actually, you know, kind of got their ducks in a row and started uh, winning consistently after that. Yeah. They, uh, cause, and so I think in this particular race, uh, match it is, uh, he's a, me- a mechanical engineer for uh, the Benetton crew. So he's, he's on. No, the- really? Yeah. Yeah. During, yeah. Cause uh, 94, 95, he was on uh, Benetton. Got it. Got it. Hmm. All right. Speaking of Benetton Schumacher, right. And uh, right at the beginning, that battle with Irvine. And, yeah. Oh, so dude, cool. like Irvine was holding him so bad. Yeah. And I think you could, you could see him try to go like left or right, trying to pass. Yeah. No, no dice, you know. Uh, and you have a comment about the wings, right, Jason? Like you saw like, yeah, the, the wing difference. When you see these two cars, you see they're running just completely different amounts of of rear wing. So, uh, so for Irvine's car, I mean, it, it looks like uh, I, 
you would almost say like a mid to high downforce setup where they're just running a ton of wing. But uh, Shumi has one of the smallest wings um, that's being run. Now, you know, this is the era where there's the two different levels. There's the high level yeah. wing and then the, and then the low one. Uh, but still, uh, Schumacher has very little wing uh, on his car. So then it's so interesting that, you know, they had to battle so much. You would think that uh, once they get to to the long straights, you know, he'd be able to, to blast by. Fly, yeah. uh, but also, we don't know the, the fuel load. This was the time right. when uh, fuel loads could be hugely different, you know, whether yep. a team was going for one stop or, or two stops. And, um, and then, well, uh, and this is just in the first 10 laps. So like we're having cars dropping out. We're having a great battle here of Irvine, Irvine is holding up Schumacher, you know, Coulthard. He is 20 seconds ahead of Schumacher by lap 11. He's putting two seconds a lap on yeah. Schumacher at this point. Well, and it like, helped. Yeah, yeah I Irvine think did. and rumor has it that Schumacher was so pissed that uh, Irvine was holding him that when he signed uh, with Ferrari the next year, he asked Ferrari to hire Irvine so he wouldn't <laughs> hold him again, ever again. <laughs> you know, because both they uh, both both went on to uh, be Ferrari drivers the next year. Yeah, but he needed uh, good strategy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are we gonna pretend that were, there were no team orders at Ferrari? Come on. <laughs> no, I, there wasn't team orders. It's yeah. Just racing, good old fashioned yeah, racing. Yeah, right, twenty one. Everybody, um, and, and, and you're right, right? <laughs> uh, just for context, right? Uh, refueling was allowed, but there was only one type of tire, right? So th there were yeah. literally uh, the strategy was different, uh, and we, we've seen a, a lot of those races where they would just stop for a splashing goal, right? There was no tire changes. Yeah. Uh, didn't help on, the, didn't happen this race. They, they, when they stopped for for refueling, they also changed tires, but. Yeah. It was only one type of tire, except that the rain one, right? But for slicks, there was just one type. Well, and, and LK, as you as you mentioned, so th so this is only by a lap uh, eleven, but then just uh, three laps later, um, your your favorite second driver, uh, Coulthard, he is out of the <laughs> model. race. Uh, role yeah, model. He, yeah, he's a role model. He he has a, a destroyed gearbox. I mean, he he looks like he's going to sprint away uh, <laughs> yeah. with a win, and then all of a sudden a gearbox problem. The you know, I'm sure it was completely coincidental uh, that that happened. Oh yeah, because he had to open up space for Hill to stay over, right? Yeah. So hey. so then so then they then starts this first round of uh, of pit stops right so um, after this first round of pit stops you have uh, Damon Hill ends up in first and then Schumacher is now in second but there's a 14 second lead that Hill has uh, over Schumacher after this first round uh, uh, Hill pits uh, several laps earlier um, than uh, than Schumacher and and. Uh, and so that he assumes this nice, big, uh, comfortable lead uh, that's going on. Well, the the race looked in, uh, that was in the bag for the Williams, right? Yeah, like, yeah. had a comfortable lead. the The weather wasn't great. You know, it was like cloudy, and they didn't know if it was going to rain or not. But at that point, and I think the it was misty, right? It wasn't rainy, but it wasn't completely dry. Yeah, it, it was enough. Uh, enough water in the track to be dangerous in terms of slipping around. Yeah. But yeah, Hill had a 14-second lead. 
And then surprise, surprise, both Ferraris just blow up <laughs> and, <laughs> and retire. <laughs> Finally, uh, Ferraris yeah. go, go full yeah. Ferrari and break. Exactly. But then it's that boring part of the race. Nothing happens for about, you know, until the halfway point. It was like 15 yeah. laps. It was just yeah. the same. The then again, the same complaint that I had last time uh, when reviewing the 1992 race, right? There's no indication what lap we are. The telemetry yep. is pretty poor, even though it was more than 92. Like so, three years later, that they start adding more, like the time difference, the the the, the sectors yep. that they would call intermediates, intermediate intermediates, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They call it that, something like that. Uh, so there was more telemetry, but not enough to know what lap was. But about halfway, it starts raining, and then all hells break loose. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you you could you could say so the first the first half you could watch that first half of the race and and walk away happy and say you know you saw a lot of good yeah. racing and 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 actually it was it was perfectly fun but yeah that you hit the halfway point and then it starts to rain and this oh, goes yeah. from being a good race to an amazing race. Yep. Right. I mean, it just it completely changed the the whole the whole aspect of, of the whole rest of the race hinges on uh, this middle portion here. And why is that Jason? Why did it become great? Because what, what you end up having is the Schumacher deciding to stay out on slicks. He stays out on the slicks to try to make up all because he's, he's back this some, you know, 14 seconds. And so now he wants to stay out to, to wait it out because it's not raining really hard. And so I think he's sort of hoping that everything dries up. And so everybody else dives into the pits and, uh, and they're putting on uh, the, the wet tires. And so uh, what you see here is that this helps you respect this era of driving right that everybody is pushing you you're not seeing yeah. guys uh lay back and and take their time um and and then the camera shots are actually pretty decent when they actually are following the correct car uh you see the guys <laughs> they, they light up the rear tires when they come when they're coming out of the source and it's just yep. great. like you don't see that nowadays you don't see the cars uh squirm like they did here when they were going nah. to the bus stop i mean they're they're just squirming back and forth uh, and you know part of this is probably due to the technology um, but the guys in this race in 95, they worked for every inch uh, on the track. Well, I mean, you could see the the, car, the, the cars following each other. They would like the, they would lose their rear and, yep. uh, and then crack, right? Yeah, there was a lot of like, it, it looked like a car, car, go-kart race, right? The, the cars going all <laughs> over the place, yeah. but they, they could hold the car and steady them. Nowadays, if this happens, they just spin it, right? Yeah. So yeah. it was definitely a, a different kind of racing. Yeah. You know? there, there was no fear about getting on the throttle too early, going out of corners. Right. Like Schumacher right. was the king of it, just foot to the floor, deal with, know that it's going to wobble, just control it and go. Like, unbelievable. Yeah, so that, uh, that, that decision of Schumacher uh, keeping on his licks uh, was the turning point of the race. Yeah. Right? Not, not at that moment. It was a long-term bet. Right, because he, he went on getting uh, the lead way after. Mm -hmm. But he stays on his legs. And then, was it Murray that was narrating that race? Was, right? The one that we watched? I think so. I'm assuming it was him. But he was, the, whoever was broadcasting was saying, Senna, sorry, uh, Schumacher is acting like Senna here. Yep. You know, like, 
it's wet conditions, it's raining, and he's driving like there's no nothing no issue. going on. Yeah, yeah. So he and bear in mind that Schumacher was a one-time champion, but he was still young, right? People were still getting to know him, right? So so for for the broadcasting team to say, hey, he looks like Schumacher, it was because he was really leaving his his mark, right? And yep. really performing well. The the racing line he was taking, um, I mean everybody should should watch the video of him choosing a very straight line through every single corner um hill is still trying to keep the regular racing line of swinging out wide and sort of sliding in um so so it's very different racing lines and then uh yeah schumacher is able to hold him off for it's about a lap and a half uh before he was off yeah uh, and that that was going to be my point he did bad and we know that he won but Midway through the, the that strategy, he ends up losing the the yep. position to yep. uh, to Hill. So Hill again is back uh, in first place. But that battle was phenomenal. Like as they came through El Rouge, he had the lead, and through the little tight bends as you go up the hill, he held it. And going into Les Com Chicane, Hill tried to dive on him, but he held a line and pushed him off. Like you're looking at a guy in in the wet. That was a pretty wet part of the track on slicks holding off a guy on wet tires who you'd think have the better grip, and he just kept forcing him wider, making him battle for it. Eventually, like you said, got it, but ballsy effort to just continue to race as hard as he did, get the elbows out and hold him off for as long as he could. Well, and then what happens is the safety car, right? Safety car comes in and the Oh, just just before the safety guard, the, like some of the lousiest uh, TV coverage ever happens uh, just before the safety car. Okay, so so uh, Hill is ahead by about three seconds. I think it was like two point nine seconds, and you know then they start looking at some other battles, and then the next thing you know, Schumacher is in the lead by three seconds. Yeah. So somehow they, you know, six seconds change hands, and they have no idea why, and they don't have a replay, they don't have any explanation. All the, and, no. and even the announcer is like, uh, "Well, Schumacher's in the lead now." <laughs> but before they were still saying Hill was in the lead. They weren't even looking at it, and they were still saying Hill leads by three seconds ahead of Schumacher. And then all of a sudden, the next screen, yeah. there's Hill, and Schumacher's way ahead of him already. Is that? Like, Wait, actually, no. That's that's Schumacher that, in the lead. How, how did that? But that happen? was because of the penalty, right? Or, or was that before? This, that was this before. Is, this is before because that, that was before? this is before even the safety car because the safety car comes out for absolutely no reason. Like there is no it was explanation wet. of of why why it came out, why it goes so slow. Oh my goodness! So yeah. I understand, you know, how they killed Senna with such a slow uh, safety car. <laughs> I mean, it's so slow. It, it's it, no reason for it to be out there at all, other than to allow Damon Hill to catch back up. Another interesting tidbit on that. Uh, pretty sure it was a Porsche, the, yeah, the safety yeah, car. Yeah. And I think the the year that they start having Mercedes as the safety car is the is either ninety six or ninety seven. So up to that point, safety car wasn't like a a, a brand. Yeah, it wasn't a brand of the race or a part of the race. It was just like, hey, if you're in Italy, just get a Fiat or any kind of car. You know, like if, you, if you're <laughs> in Germany, get 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 an Audi or something or Porsche. You know, like whatever was available, it would be a safety car for the race. Um, but yeah, and I think the main complaint was that the safety cars were too slow, and then they they, they had to put some nice you know, something they could drive. Yeah, faster cars and drivers. And then Mercedes has been you no know, up until this year the sole provider of the safety in the medical car. But 
Uh, I do. I do have one thing, that, and for those who are watching on YouTube, you can see it. The amount of cars they left on track, even on the on this spin that you talked about, Jason. There were two other cars right next to it, so like yep. safety was definitely not a concern. Still not. Right? That I didn't. There were like two or three parts of that that circuit where cars were just abandoned. Yep. And you know that was after Senna's death. That was uh, yeah. the, the the whole weekend in Imola with you know uh, all the accidents and that. So I don't understand why at that point they were not worried about it. You know, yeah. uh, and I think maybe it was like a, a godsend that, that the safety car went there because like the way that the, the car spun and was close to the other ones. Who knows what could have happened. But but it's amazing to see the disregard yeah. uh, for security. Yeah, and and then when you we think about this safety car only came out to allow Hill to to catch up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, then he shoots himself in the foot and and gets a speeding penalty, which you know they they make yeah. they they do the right thing and make him serve it. You know, once it goes back to uh, to green flag Racing conditions, conditions. Yeah. yeah, he has to come in and serve the ten second penalty. So you know all the hard work the FIA did to uh, to give him uh, his position back. Uh, uh, it goes for for not. Uh, yeah, does it himself? Yeah, so the, I mean, he has he falls back to third, I think, and then has to yep. battle uh, Brundle for uh, twenty uh, seconds. Twenty two seconds uh, behind him. The race is back on, right? Because Hill catching up to Brundle was the the highlight of the last what yes. seven. It was so exciting. Laps. That, that was the best part, right? He, he likes catching up. And by the way, say what you want, but for that year. The Legiers have the best uh, li- uh, liveries. Yeah. I-, I loved the, the the tone of blue and, and the, the sponsor. I-, I thought was the best looking car that year on the grid. The um, first time we saw Red Bull. Yeah, but Red Bull was a Sauber sponsor, right? The Legiers was the Gitanes. Gitanes. Uh, Gitanes. So. I don't know how you how you spell it, but it's the it was the golden uh, lettering in the yeah. car. But uh, I just think the, that, that that blue was very nice. You know, I, I love the color. But yeah, Hill was catching up to Brando, and again, uh, the narrators, right? Like blowing the the English drivers. Oh, yeah. five out of the first <laughs> seven are British, yes. and uh, the, yeah. you know, it, everything's about Great Britain and blah blah blah. Martin Brando and uh, and Hill. Nothing's and, changed. Uh, oh, and Schumacher and Barrichello. It was very like afterthought, you know. Yeah. Oh, Schumacher's going to win, and Barrichello's doing a really good job. Yeah, but you know what I did cool. find amazing? Talking about the Legiers, they mentioned that uh, Martin Brundle wasn't driving every race for them. They had Suzuki yeah. driving because yeah. it was a way of getting money into the team. So yeah. maybe Legier is where Huss started to begin their Formula One. Maybe someone from Huss now was someone dealing with sponsorship and money at Legia back in the day because they talked about it was where he started his um you know commentary career by when he wasn't racing on the weekends he'd be up there in the booth with them talking so it was like yeah. that would just be unheard of these days i mean I if it was legal wouldn't you have russell driving for mercedes every weekend and bottas just coming in and the ones that he used to be strong at like well but i, I think the the thing is they were sharing right the 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 seat so it's yeah. not like they were jumping across teams, but it's like yeah. last year when when Hulkenberg had to replace uh, Perez yeah, and Grosjean because of uh, oh yeah Perez yeah and Perez and Grosjean no 
Perez and Stroll because of COVID, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So he was more like a reserve driver, but not reserve driver. They were they were literally sharing uh, the seat because of. Uh, well, uh, who, who was the driver? Was who was the driver? Uh, Suzuki. 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 Yeah, he was bringing the, the money from the Japanese. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the original Sonoda. just had really deep pockets, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Up, oh, until, yeah. up until then, it was all about how you drove until Suzuki said, I've got lots of money. <laughs> yeah. So before we go on the final top five, one thing that amazed me, even though it's so simple, it's the the onboard camera, the one on top mm. of the, the helmet of the pilot, so you can see the uh, the the driving wheel, and also they had this side front wing camera where you could see the front of the car right at the you know the track level. Mm -hmm. I thought there were such like amazing angles and and, yeah. and, and and scenery there that it got me very excited. And then towards the end, uh, they switched to the camera facing Damon Hill. Uh, and you could hear the, the V10s, yeah, yeah. Uh, the full list of their glories, right? So those onboard cameras, like, it, it brings some nostalgia. N not that knowledge is not bad. It's just different. It's different, you know, because yeah. the technology is not there. It's crappy image, but it's so cool to, yeah. to see that. Yeah. It's almost like at times now they try to hide the engine noise because it's 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 more annoying than it is, you know, yes. uh, blissful. Whereas here, like, you know, you could just listen to, to them screaming that, you know, those V10s would be great. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I miss that sound. <laughs> so br br bring it home, uh, Jason. Who finished top five? So, yeah, the, the final finishing order was uh, Schumacher, Hill, Brundle, uh, Frentzen, and then Blundell. Uh, so in, there's the top five, and there were 10 DNFs, including both <laughs> of the, the Ferraris uh, at this point. So, yeah, Schumacher turns his uh, P16 start into uh, a win, and uh, Hill turns his uh, P8 start into uh, a podium, which is uh, it's, pretty, uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, but but Hill, Hill has had to hate coming in second in this race because he should have mm. won this right i mean there's no reason that the williams uh, should have uh, williams team should have screwed this up for him like this should have been a walk away when well, uh, he, he, start he pit he pit five times to schumacher's <laughs> twice and he was still second like yeah yeah but but two things right uh just an interesting tidbit uh, schumacher from p16 to win his 16th victory, right? So, yep, yep. A little play of numbers here. But also, uh, it's on Hill, right? It was his fault that he spat uh, on, on the pitch. Yeah. You know, so it's nobody else. Fault. However, one thing that's interesting, you didn't serve your 10-second penalty, uh, penalty on the garage of your of your team. You went no. to a special area where Char Charlie Whiting was literally like, Time stopping you and making sure you had your 10 seconds. I found yep. it so bizarre. I didn't remember that. But because you end up wasting so much time, yeah. right? Because he, he, it's so amateur hour, right? He, Charlie Whiting is literally walking towards the car, pressing the, the, the stopwatch. <laughs> oh, 10 seconds. Yeah, go, go, go. I was like, yeah. you lost a minute in there. Yeah. It's crazy. It wasn't a 10 second penalty. It ended up being like 40 seconds. Like, yeah. and he still chased down a 20 second deficit to Brundle and got the, the second place. So, yeah. who, if you had to pick one, who would be your driver of the day? 
I know Schumacher's sixteen to one, but Brundle did a hell of a good effort in a far inferior car to go thirteen to three. Yes, yes, because of the novelty uh, of being a crappy car and finishing third. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, I, I would go Brundle. Timeshare car as well. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm st- I'm still going to go Schumacher. I mean, I, Brundle did run a, a good race, but but Schumacher, I mean, he. Mm. He battled for every single position because I think he, you know, he started 16th and he worked his way up to eighth in um, something like in the first three laps or something like that. Yeah. And, then, um, you know, his, his battle with with Hill uh, when he's on slicks is is just amazing. So, I mean, I don't want to take it was a good drive. Away, away from, you know, one of the greatest drives in, in history. Uh, you won't take anything away from Schumacher, but you'll take things away from right. Perez, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, I think so, but I agree with you, Jason. It was like a master class, right? Yeah. However, it's like if you want to compare with uh, today's reality, it's the same thing as Hamilton or Max uh, starting P16 or P13, right? Because it's less cars yeah. and, and, and being up front after you know, you know, 10, 15 races. The, their car is just yeah. better. And like it or not, you know, the Benetton and the Williams were the best cars in the grid. So yep. I'm not, uh, you know, taking any merit from Schumacher, but he had some of his work cut out for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, I wanted to end the show. There was an interesting bit. Um, they sort of talked about as the race was getting a little bit boring and, you know, Hill was taking three or four seconds a lap chasing Brundle down. Schumacher was winning. They were talking about salaries for the next season. Um, obviously, Michael Schumacher had already signed with Ferrari. He was moving over there. Um, Gerhard Berger who was currently at Ferrari, I think. His salary was $19 million over two years. Oh, my God. Like, that's insane. Um, that's and crazy. Damon Hill was rumored to be on $8 million a season at Williams, which, you know, fair. Really good driver, competitive, ended up being a world champion, I think, the next season. Yeah. Um, so next fair season. prices. Yeah. Um, but I thought, how does that compare to what drivers get paid these days? Yeah. Obviously, you would assume Lewis Hamilton, highest paid on the grid. What do you think he gets paid a year to drive that Mercedes? Well, I think a couple of years million? ago they were talking about like 50. So I'm, I'm assuming it's slightly more than that now. No, he took a pay right? cut. Oh, he took a no, pay he, cut. He took a pay cut at the end of the 2019 season. He, he's now on 30 million a season. Oh, Max wow. Verstappen oh, is on 25. How does he live? How does he live with yeah, no, just, <laughs> just struggling. Um, your boy, okay, Fernando Alonso, twenty million a season to drive that Alpine after a season away. That's incredible. Ricardo's the obviously the first driver at McLaren. He's on fifteen. Let's trace a parallel here, right? If you're saying that, you know, Alonso, right, uh, or even Hamilton at thirty-five million for a season, uh, and you're saying that uh, Berger was making nineteen for two seasons. What's that? So nine and a half uh, per year. Yeah. Yeah. So you're telling me that in 30, 30 years, right? In about thirty years, they just tripled the the, the salary, right? It's. Yeah. I think if you apply inflation and other factors, I, think, I don't think that they, they are I, being underpaid been, compared to uh, uh, buying power. Yeah, I reckon if you do inflation, Berger was being paid more than what the current drivers are getting paid. Even Damon well, Hill would have been getting more. Like, well, inflation buying power, right? Because you get you get a, a soccer star, right? Back in '95, yep. get their salary now, and compared like a soccer star there then, yeah, one now, it's like ten times, twenty times more, right? So it, it really surprised me that the difference is not big uh, with Formula One. 
Yeah. Yeah. Although I know that nowadays, like sponsors are the main, you know, uh, source of income, yeah. which didn't that's happen just yeah. that's just what they get paid by the cars, the, the right. teams to drive the cars. Like you look at Sonoda's probably getting millions of dollars in sponsorship right. in um, Japan. Yeah. Marzipan, same in Russia. Lewis Hamilton is a brand ambassador for so many different things. So, yeah, yeah, that's just what they diversify the the sources. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. They probably said to Sonoda, look, we'll pay you this much because we can't afford because we're paying Gasly. I think it's 12 million, but you're going to get all this sponsorship money from endorsement deals from Japan. You'll be fine. So, I just thought it was when I thought it's the first time they've talked salaries in a race we've watched from, you know, in the past. And I thought it was cool to discuss it with what they're on now because, yeah, it is rumored that. Lewis Hamilton was on fifty million a season back in the day, but his new contract is a lot less. So, don't know, don't know why, but yeah. Well, All right, cool. so uh, I think that, that was fun. Uh, it yeah, was nice yeah. uh, relieving yeah. this race. Yeah, this is this is a really good one. I, I like I said, if if even if you only can watch the first half of this race, it's yeah. worth watching. It's it's good enough uh, just on the first half alone. But if you stick <laughs> around for the second half, I mean, it goes. To, to be an amazing race with a lot of good, yeah. even, even though the coverage is not great, uh, you still get a really good uh, set of, of racing uh, going on through a lot of yeah. it. So, yeah. yeah. And just one thing that I forgot to mention is like at this point, the engines were still all over the place from V12s yeah. to, to V10s. Um, and design of cars greatly changed, right? There were some uh, front wings that were like curved down. Some like Bantons were like high up. You know, so there was no kind of a standard uh, on, on the way the car uh, looked like. Uh, so And the, and the side, the side pods point. as well, right? Because yeah. nowadays we're used to these kind of uh, horizontal openings in the side pods, whereas in this time it, it's mostly vertical. They were fat. Yeah, very <laughs> wide. Fat yeah. And, <laughs> and very different. Uh, yeah. All right. Great. Cool. Great, uh, All right, guys. This one. All right. Great fun. Uh, we'll yeah, see you next fun. time. Uh, bye.